the comic book pit. Okay. Pictures, Marty. Something's got to be done about your kids' pictures. <laughs> oh my! Wow. All right. See, I am trying to look at my comic book spreadsheet to determine what's. What did I read? That's new. What did I read? That's new. Oh, I don't know. <coughs> hey, um, well. Well, Jared's looking at that. Did you guys? What did you guys think of the U.S. U.S. Avengers? Fifty Avengers for fifty states. Oh, I didn't see them all. That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean. All right. Similar. Remember a few years ago when DC launched that the new that new Justice League book and every they did a state flag for. Yes. Remember when? Which I thought. I mean. Remember when Marvel was going to do that before? <laughs> I feel like at least this was a little more interesting. At least it's 50 different characters instead of just the same cover 50 different times with a different oh, flag. Yeah. It's kind okay. of boring. Yeah. Didn't, I mean, Marvel was going to do that back when Iron Man was actually trying to do like a Avenger for every state. And then oh, the, it just seemed like... The Avengers, I mean, you know, the, the initiative... Yeah. Yeah, it was an Avengers team for every state, yeah. And then that just went away, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they were like, nah. They, no one cares. Yeah, they only did a few. And, and really, those were only mentioned in the uh, Avengers, the initiative title. Yeah. Um, just, uh, you know, as long as it's, you know, however it served the story, they'd be like, oh, and the, the Texas Avengers, you know, of comprised of, like, uh, the Texas Twister and Armadillo and this guy, oh, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, they. they I, I think they figured out like, yeah, there, there's no way we can we can put a team in, in every in every state and have it and like. I mean, they probably could have, but that's just keep a lot track of, of it. Yeah, that's a lot of characters to create. Yeah, well, there's probably enough characters out there, but they but they would have to like do the legwork to bring them all up to speed. Is this modern? Is this recent? Is this, this new? That image? That's yes. from three hours ago. Oh. From Previews World of all places. So what's um, Pennsylvania? Are they Pennsylvania? Doctor Doctor Strange, baby. Oh. Nice. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, we got a good one. Where's that one, at? I, I actually saw that. It's this is um, it's a rather low res image. It the, is. Oh, there you, Oh, there it is. Yeah. If you go out and search, you can find a higher res of PA. Like there, they this there was a couple of them that came out a few days ago, and this is the first time they showed all fifty though. So, U.S. Hmm. Avengers. Yep. Yeah. So maybe they can bring back. Who's that other guy? U.S. Agent. U.S. Agent. Yeah. Well, why would you want to bring him back? He's on there. There, there he him. is. He's right in between Black Widow and Hawkeye. Is he, is he guarding Georgia? Looks like he's guarding Georgia. I think he was from Georgia, wasn't he? Yeah. It sounds vaguely familiar. I remember like reading a comic about him, like his parents got shot up, and uh, I, I feel like Georgia was integral in there somewhere. Yeah, so, it, so, so they actually did try and match up 
years with approximate states that they have some, some, rele- some relevancy. Yeah. Maybe. No, what is what is Doctor Strange's connection to Pennsylvania? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Probably just the Poconos. No, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> I really, yeah. <laughs> he uh, he likes Philly cheesesteaks. He he has stock in that paper company. What was that? <laughs> Up in Scranton. Thunder Mifflin. Thunder yeah, Mifflin. Thunder Mifflin. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, yeah, some of them make sense, you know, but it is hard to, it's kind of a hard to tell. I don't, I don't know if they're, how they're going to handle this as far as like, is it going to be one book with 50 covers or is it going to be multiple books? Doctor Strange, Avenger of Pennsylvania. Does that mean they're like assigned to a state? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, when a state calls for help, that's who you get. Oh, I can live with that. Yeah. So apparently we have a lot of um, mystical problems. So wait, so we have a lot of problems that defy uh, <laughs> the, the known. <laughs> so wait, so <laughs> is this a real thing for the book, or is this just like a, a gimmick that they did for covers? Oh, man, I have no idea. Wait, sorry, okay. Nebraska, you got D-Man. Features... I just didn't know if that was a real thing, like if they were actually, because I, I, I don't really, I I feel like I read about this book months ago, and I f- promptly forgot about it. See, uh, it says like Cannonball is the Avenger of Kentucky, and he's from Kentucky, and Hawkeye is the Avenger of Iowa, and Iowa is the Hawkeye State. Oh. So, yeah, there's sort of. It's, it's Red, Hulk, Red Hulk's in Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just says it. What it looks to me like is, it's just called U.S. Avengers Number One, and there's over fifty unique variant covers. Okay. So, but yeah, but let's see. I don't. From what I remember, I don't think the the theme oh, of the book is like a nationwide team of Avengers, though. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it's still like a, a core group of. Yeah, because there's a non-state um, theme the, cover. The link I just sent you has close-ups. So. Which it looks like it features uh, a lady in a giant Iron Man costume, um, a ripoff of nobody from DC Comics. Nobody's a character in like Robinson or Batman. <laughs> uh, Squirrel Girl, Red Hulk, uh, Lady Adamica, and Daniel. And some dude with like a speaker boy hair in a suit. I'm guessing he's their like boss. Oh, that's. I think that's supposed to be Sunspot. Oh, is it? Oh, probably. Yeah. But and it's you know it's weird how the uh, the Quasar's back. The the U.S. Avengers logo bears a striking resemblance to the GI Joe. Yeah, it does. Logo. A little bit. Yeah. Wow, if you kind of look in there, you can't spell U.S. Avengers unless without save. Yeah, I don't know. Never mind. Um, <laughs> oh, right. You save. It's like you save. Like you save. Um, oh, do not finish that. <laughs> do not finish that. Not even that what there. it looks like. Yeah, That's not. Yeah. Stop <laughs> there. Hey, yeah. Stop there. <laughs> Why is Quasar? Is Quasar back in the living? Among the living. I have no idea. Because he's the Avenger of Wisconsin. Oh, and Black Knight is the Avenger of Ohio. Yeah. I always like the Black Knight. Oh yeah, he's awesome. I kind of like, I'm kind of digging his new uh, his new duds too. It's different. Yeah. Oh ha! Oh, there he is. Okay. At least you know. Hey, at least the the art for these covers are pretty decent. Yeah. I think it's all uh, Rod Rice who um he's the one. That, remember a few weeks ago I, I talked about that book um uh, Hadrian's Wall. It was like that. Uh, yeah. Like murder mystery in, in outer space, and it's the guy kind of has that Phil Noto look to his yeah. art. That's that's who's doing all these covers. I can see that. So they only have some of the pictures here, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, I can't get good versions of all of them. Poor, poor Wyoming. It's just a square. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how how boring. I mean, yeah, there's a slight curve to it, but it's for all intents and purposes, it's, it's a square. 
<laughs> yeah, someone was ready to go to lunch when they divvied up the the western part of the of the union. Yeah, like, in the states. <laughs> way to way to drop like, all. Here, guys. take this giant square. And you get this giant square. Because <laughs> there's like thirty states crammed within like the first two time zones, mm-hmm. and then there's giant blocks. <laughs> I just, there's like eight states the rest of the way. I I just hope that I just hope that uh, Doctor Strange. Can, Solve the uh, the riddle of um, gravity hill, you know, up in north <laughs> in North Park, you know. Like, why does my car roll uphill? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, did you see the Doctor Strange movie? Uh, I didn't see it yet. <clears throat> going tomorrow night to see it. You're both missing out. No, it's uh, <laughs> I always just say this. Um, it ranks up there amongst my favorite Marvel films. Awesome. It was. Excellent. Fun, and it was new. Like I didn't feel like it was anything I'd seen before, and it was enjoyable. And okay, cool. Uh, okay, it, it hit the right notes. And uh, if you're prone to psychedelics, I uh, say in, indulge in some beforehand because <laughs> you will really go. It is mind bending. Some of the uh, the visual effects. I I heard that the uh, that it's it's one of the the few, um, like comic book or Marvel movies that are is worth seeing in 3D. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I can uh, second that. It is. I, I think you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't. <clears throat> Just okay. wait for like home video if you don't plan on it. Because you, if you're gonna get the big screen treatment, do up the 3D. Man, see, usually my eyes hurt too much after that that long of a movie. I don't know, but maybe. I think you're just gonna have to. Uh, I'm too old for the team, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> you owe it to yourself. You know what? I, going back real quick to the the whole U.S. Avengers thing. Yeah. Um, I am a little disappointed. I mean, it could be. A, it's kind of a tough call, but at the at the end of the day. I feel like Spider-Man should be the Avenger of New York, not Luke Cage. I, I agree. It was weird he got... What did he get? Like um, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Oh, that's weird. How'd he go to swing all the way there? You know what, though? Because he's international now. So I, maybe that's what it is. They're just trying to sell you more on the fact that he's <laughs> an international web-slinger now. Yeah. I don't know. That's don't just know. me he, trying he, to think like corporate Marvel. <laughs> Could be. Oh, lucky havoc! He got Hawaii. Nice. Is it our havoc? Yeah. Havoc. Oh, uh, speaking oh. of movies, I finally saw X Men Apocalypse. Oh. Um, oh, I still haven't seen that. No, actually, this was something I wanted to discuss uh, you, here. You survived it, okay? With you guys, yeah. Um. <laughs> After seeing this movie, and then I got to talking with the guy I work with, who's like a big like he likes the X Men movies. Like he's the one guy that like so like, oh, I like the X Men movies of all the movies, and I'm like they don't count. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're 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 their own universe. Um, I was talking about how, like Doctor Strange. He's like what about the X Men? I'm like that's a different topic. We can't <laughs> we can't lump them in together. But um, we we were discussing like if you were to watch. The X Men movies, not in the chronological order that they were released, but like in the chronological order that they take place. And good luck, because it's a little, it's a little wonky. Mm-hmm. So I, what I posited was this: there's nine movies, including the uh, soon to be released Logan. So I would think, I'm curious what your thoughts are. It would go first class, then it would go. Apocalypse, and then it would go. And I'm doing this off the top of my head, so I hope I get them right. And then it would go Wolverine Origins. Uh, then you would have X Men, X Two, X Three, followed by oh wait, X Men X Two, X Three. You then the Wolverine. Well, what about uh, well Days of Future Past? Yeah. Then Days of Future Past. Or then, is it? Um, I think I forget one. Because think about it, eight, Logan. No, I think I was using my thumb. 
No, I would see that's it. I'm sticking Days of Future Past at the end. Okay, so like not not Wolverine traveling back in time, but the actual yeah, time the act- in the yeah, future yeah. when when things go. Yeah, like it's in the future when things are all haywire. Yeah. And then it goes back in time. And then it goes back in time, resets. Wolverine basically resets some events. Yeah. So, undoing X3. Right. You've already watched it, so. And pretty much undoing um, the Wolverine, I would think, too, wouldn't he? Well, that's the thing. That's why, because at the end of the Wolverine is when Charles and Magneto recruit him. If I'm remembering it correctly. Yeah. Four days of future path. See, and that's the thing is now he's not. Well, maybe he still gets dra- drug over to uh, to Japan, you know. Um, but I thought because he was all heartbroken over losing Gene from X3 that he even went on that. That he was like, yeah, he's like, I, he went up to the cabin to get away, and then he's recruited back to Japan. So, does that sound like a sound order? Yeah. Now we have to do it. (laughs) Let's watch all nine. Watch them in that order. Yes. Well, that's what I actually like about. Even though the movies themselves, I think there there's a lot of clunky stuff in the X Men movies in general. I think though that I like the continuity because they try. They try to make. (laughs) Ah, boy! It has to be that it was retconned, because there's inconsistencies, um, namely as far as, like, Angel is concerned. Angel's the biggest one. Yeah. I think they can explain away White Queen, um, and she's in Wolverine Origins, and she's named White Queen, but they can say it's not her, because she's not exhibiting any mental powers, otherwise Xavier would have reached out to her. She was in First Class. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. She wasn't. Yeah. She wasn't in Origins. Yeah, that girl at the end that turned yeah, the yeah, diamonds. The diamonds. Oh. Yeah. She. They credit her as being the White Queen yeah, or yeah, Emma like or Emma, Emma or yeah. something like that. But it's not. I would just say that's just not her. Just right. ignore that yeah. one. Yeah, that one you can write off and say whatever. But uh, but yeah, the angel one. No, that's kind of a that's kind it's of a blunder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forget, did they call him Warren Worthington in the in Apocalypse? I think, I think so. I think they just said, I yeah. I kind of have watched it. I mean, it wasn't that engaging, but it was on TV, and um, Susan's sister got it on Netflix. So we put well, it on. At least they didn't have to pay money for it. No. But I'll tell you what, if you do, I mean, that <laughs> order I said is pretty much Wolverine's story. Wait, which one was on Netflix? Uh, it was on, not the streaming, the, the discs in the mail. Oh, 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 I forgot they still did that. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, my funny. sister-in-law is the only person that still partakes. Um, <laughs> doesn't do the streaming, just gets movies sent to her in the mail. Yeah. But, um, I digress. Um, it, it's Wolverine's story in the, in that nine movie. It is. I, I've so thought that as well. I have totally thought that as well, because it's neat mm. when you look at first class, and you only meet him for two seconds when he tells him to F off. Yeah. And then the second movie, uh, well, then you get the origin. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, then it actually ramps up and becomes his story. Yeah, and he's That's got that thing. quick moment in Apocalypse, which kind of leads into Origins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's where they free him, and then he runs off. Yep. So, like, yeah, it is yeah, kinda... the Weapon X project, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's the re... Basically, yeah, the re, re, retcon. Well, yeah, I would be curious. I mean, it, because, it's gonna be a little head scratchy. Yeah, because X basically they're undoing what they did in X Men, the original movie, or X Two, I mean, where they reveal that origin, and they're saying, well, it didn't quite happen that way. It happened. Yeah. Or I don't know. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> now, I think my brain. Just out of curiosity, does. Deadpool fit in anywhere? See, that's what I'm. I'm or is saying, that just no. like an outlier? It's an outlier. I'm putting that to the side because I thought about that, and I don't know where it would fit. Yeah, I think because the Deadpool movie takes place in the current time, like right now, where 
um, the Deadpool that would have appeared in Wolverine was from the 70s or something, I think. Or, you know, like when they were actually going around. Yeah, and that, too, that, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that, that's another one of those things you're just going to have to overlook, just like what if yeah, White Queen. What if the Dead Which End movie... Which a lot movie... of Origins is going to be something you're going to have to just, like, hold your nose and... Yeah, what if, yeah. What if the Deadpool movie is a result of of Wolverine retconning everything at the end of Days of Future Past? Yeah, we go. Exactly. That's Boom. it, man. Flashpoint Wolverine <laughs> style. Yeah. Um, I like that. That's a good one. There it is. <laughs> and that's how you went from... And it's still Ryan Reynolds... And both, uh, but it was just alternate it, universe Deadpool. You know yeah. what? Um, I can roll. I can pretty much roll with any punches they throw like that because when you're when you have read comic books as long as we have, there there are changes that don't make sense. Oh yeah. For instance, why is Quasar back? I don't even know. At all. <laughs> I know that he was annihilated, right? I don't. At the beginning of the uh, Annihilation War. Or something? Something like that. quantum I, bands were given to... Duke, I don't know why was, half the people on, yeah. are on those 50-state... Oh, yeah, but they're back. That's it doesn't I mean, matter. Like, I, I didn't know if they were just like, oh, we like this character, let's put them on this cover, or does it actually mean they're back? Yeah. I think it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Right. Yeah, that's what like I Like Doctor Strange in Pennsylvania doesn't really mean much, but Rogue in Louisiana, I think what? it is. I think that it does. I think Cannonball in Kentucky. I think right now in the Marvel universe, anything can be explained with Reed Richard and his family are rebuilding the universe. There we go. The multiverse. Anything that's happening right now, they can be like, "Oh yeah, multiverse." Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So wacky Reed Richards, he just recreated it differently. Yeah, he's he's putting back out there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's all you need. Uh, that's funny. Um, anything I've read recently, I've been getting a lot of comics. A lot. Um, oh, you know what? I'm trying to focus on the things that were fun. Um, I picked up from DC slash IDW. It was Batman Ninja Turtle Adventures. It's basically like the Ninja Turtles crossing over with the animated Batman. Oh, interesting. Mm. And um, it, it's... The artist, I found the artist first on Instagram, just because I liked his artwork, and then I found out he's like a professional comic book artist. Nice. So I got to see like process work of this book, and um, I didn't intend to like start picking up Ninja Turtles on the almost regular, because there was that Batman Ninja Turtles crossover at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. and then Dave did that run on Ninja Turtles, which is going to be wrapping up soon. Yeah. And now this Batman. Ninja Turtle Adventures book. I just the style looked cool because it's while it's that um, like Bruce Tim style, it's not like hard to it. Like it's everything's drawn on model, but it's not like strictly to that style. Like this artist has a little chance to you know put his own little spin on it, so it doesn't look like basic you know animation lines and stuff like that. It's just it's on model with how those characters looked. In that series, I mean, just the first issue came out, but it had like a really bouncy, cartoony art. It seemed like it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was a lot of just setup and exposition, so it's tough to make out what the story is yet. But I'll keep up with it. And um, nice. Doom Patrol has been fun too from DC. So oh, cool. Be, uh, yeah, sticking with third issue came out recently on that one. And then um, <laughs> if I gotta give a shout out to anything, Superman continues to kill it. Nice. All right. I my only beef was Superman, and I read. I'm not. It dawned on me with this new issue that just came out this week, and I know we don't discuss like the just this week books, but I'm just gonna say this. That suit bugs me. That suit. That, that suit's the only thing that feels wrong. Like the way they write him and portray him, it's he should be wearing the classic suit. Like I don't get why he's wearing that all blue suit. Mm. That and just from mm. a design point of view, it's just it's too much blue. Mm-hmm. It's a little dark. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like it, it, the the red underpants make sense on like aesthetic levels as well as 
within the the realm of the story this character exists in, it just would make sense that he would keep he would put that suit back on. I don't know. I digress. It's a quibble, but um, it's really I really like that Superman books really seems to have uh, got to the core of like Superman. Just you know, like there there was that uh, storyline that ran for a couple issues where he was like. Him and his boy were like tinkering on some project in the fortress, and they got like stranded on some like island time forgot. And there's like dinosaurs and World War II soldiers and stuff like that. Like that was fun. That's what you know. We're, we're bringing making comics fun again. And uh, thanks to like, like the Deadpool movie, that seems to be the the deconstructions being deconstructed, and it's reconstructed in what was deconstructed. And. Uh, the focus is back on fun, thanks to like Deadpool and the CW. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah, I that's, agree. That's what I want from comics, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like things I don't really have to think about too much. No. No, those, <laughs> the, you know, those ones that were grounded like in the mid two thousands were good for the time and the place. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it was a lot of fun. Like think back to, like Civil War back like ten years ago, and sort of like how would all these fantastic elements resonate like oh. in our current world. Like that was fun for a while, and then it just got it ran its course. And I'm sure everything's cyclical, so I'm sure it'll be just a matter of time before something like that roams around again. But right now, it's just it's fun just to you know indulge in the escapism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, before I forget, I think I want to say it's been four years, but I want to say. Uh... That I think I think this week was our. It's been four years since Jared joined the podcast. Wow! Yeah, yeah you're four years. Right. Yeah, four it years. Came, it came up in my memories like yesterday. <laughs> I think. Wow. Yeah. It it doesn't seem that long. No. No, it doesn't. Four Time years flies. is a is a big number. I think it's been four. Yeah. Yeah, twenty twelve. Yeah, twenty thirteen. We went to New York. So. Yeah. But it was and it was after we had that 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 live show at the New Dimensions of Century Three, but they were still upstairs, weren't they? Yeah, yeah but there was also after the reopening downstairs. That's right. We were, the, we were in the we were in the jewelry store, I believe. We had the mirror. Well, Dan and Nick did a podcast when they had the grand opening for their current location. Yeah, I was still. Um, just like that guy, and ended up like that guy. Yeah. Well, see, I, I thought I thought. No, oh, you're right. Yeah, we. For some reason, though, but 2012 November. They they still had their store upstairs, and we did a live show there. And I thought you were there. That was um, I want to say that was Free Comic Book Day that year. Yeah, that's that's when yeah cause that's that's when we always do the live show. Except the one year that, yeah, like like Scott said, Nick and I did um, their grand reopening. Downstairs. Yeah, that was that same year. Yeah, that was just it was for the grand reopening, oh, a okay. special occasion. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It looks like it was. I'm trying to find the exact yeah. episode, but it looks like uh, I think I it was one of three. Yeah, I would say that's Three's right. Company. There Three's you company. go. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's what I believe. That's when we welcomed Jared to the show, officially. Wow! And, and the rest is history. Yep. <laughs> I I think that's when Negan became a part of The Walking Dead too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was 100. Was that the Negan character's debut? Was first appearance, yeah. Is it the first that? appearance? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm pretty I, sure. Or he was in Shadows or something. I can't remember that either. Although, in, in the Price Guide, those would be uh, like the little C next to Negan. I'm talking about like first AP. Yeah, issue 100. Yep. First appearance. There you go. Yeah, I don't. I know you say he's still around in the comics. And he's sort of like that go to villain. I don't know how things panned out. I don't know what the show's going to do. Yeah. But I think for a TV show, they got to do. He's gonna need some sort of the satisfaction factor. Oh, oh yeah, some paybacks. Yeah, um, we're going to need something. 
Uh, oh, you know what? I saw this. Uh, we were out at a store, and there's new Walking Dead figures, you know, like um, Series 5 or whatever from the comic book. And, oh, my God, they're all spoilers. <laughs> like, like they have, you know, the dead, basically dead versions of characters that, you know, that people don't know if unless they're reading the comic. <laughs> Oh, it's like, oh, that's nice. And it's like, they're right in the store. What are you doing? <laughs> like, hide that. <laughs> and these are, oh, you said they're from the comic book or from the they're, show? They're they're a comic, the comic version of the characters. So the figures are actually from the comic. Okay. But they're characters from the show, too. Okay. That, that it's like, when you see it, you're like, oh. You know, like. I mean, I know, but I'm like, holy cow! They're just telling everybody who's dead now. <laughs> you know, if you if you walk into a store haphazardly, like, well, that's oh, what no! that, that's what always annoys me about the cover of the the second um, the the second giant omnibus or whatever the uh, the giant Walking Dead phone book, basically. Oh yeah, because on the cover is Rick. With his hand with his hand cut off, oh with yeah, his, it's all wrapped up. But that doesn't happen. Like the, the, I think the end of the first compendium. Oh yeah, it's in the later in the forties. It's, a, it's, it's their, like forty eight. It, it goes to forty eight. Yeah. Oh, so um, yeah. At least I don't. So, but uh, I mean, I, I I think they've already cut his hand off by that point. But like. Oh, okay. what, Let's say you haven't started reading it yet, and you're just like, look, you're just browsing or something, and you oh, see yeah. that cover, you're like, oh, so, okay, they cut his hand off at some point. It's actually, yeah, Compendium 1. It's right on the front cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, they're like, here, what do you see how this happens? Yeah, I'm like, that's stupid. Yeah, I th- I've always liked covers that don't give it all away, but, I mean... It's sort of like in in this world, you need to grab people's attention too, like because you're competing against so many things that people are just like, you know, let's just show you on the cover and hopefully you buy it. Um, the journey, not the destination, basically. Yeah, yeah, but I just I always like the covers of like comics in the '80s when you know somebody would be silhouetted and they're like find out who you know. Gave Speedball a bad day, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, you know, I and 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 I, I miss when the covers actually had something to do with the interior. Yeah. You know that, and so and it's... I I understand why things are the way they are, but I I miss that about comics. Yeah. You know, same how, here. How the the, the cover told a story or was part of the story or it, it was like a know. hint it, it yeah. was yeah it would hint at what you were going to get mm-hmm. in the book but now it's like not not even relevant to the book like it's not even the same you know cause now, just picture any, of any... dr strange standing against a backdrop of pennsylvania yeah exactly in the book yeah it's quasar like, yeah, where quasar come from gwenpool variant 23 you know <laughs> yeah something it's like this is the Red Hulk book, yeah. But why is Gwenpool on the cover? I don't know. Why is Gwenpool in the picture box? It's <laughs> it's the Nam. <laughs> it's the Nam. <laughs> uh, anywho, um, hey, well, uh, I think we've yelled out enough clouds. All right, yeah. So I, well, I did read this other book called. I, I gave it a shot. The Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows. Okay. And, I'm interested to hear what you think, God. Well, you know what? I I picked it up more for the art than than the idea. Like, just flipping through it, this guy, uh, Ryan Stegman, is yes. the artist. Oh, and yeah, I'm not, you say that like it's like a language foreign to your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not familiar with the guy, you know, but his art. This guy you know, did Superior Spider-Man. Is he? Is he the? Yeah. He did the whole run or something? Or Not what? the whole run, but he was like the, yeah, the he, first artist on it. Yeah, he did a he did a good chunk of it. Oh well, there you go. Well, then that's why I like it. <laughs> but I was like looking at it, like 
I really, you know, he's got some really solid uh, figures throughout, you know, like nice silhouettes, you know, the characters really jump off the page, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, and then there's pages that are, you know, what look to be about 20 panels, and he makes it work. Um, now, the story itself, though, I, I, I wasn't really into it because... I realize I quickly realized that it's the story of the others. You know, this is the Spider-Man that him and Mary Jane are still together. They now have a daughter, um, and they had lived under the rule that you know in the alternate timeline when uh, when Doom ran the universe, basically when when the planet was one big battle world. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. And oh, right, right, right. Yes. And so it's these characters, yeah, from that part of New York City. Like yeah, that thing they, they did with Superman during Convergence, they did with Spider-Man during a Secret yeah. War. Yeah. So this is the um, Pete and Mary Jane had never been split apart, and they have a daughter, and they and now they're like this family of spiders. <laughs> you know, um, MJ. Um, you know throws on a suit too they all fight crime um because part of their history is that uh pete had turned his back on the avengers and they were all killed off um because he put his family ahead of them and you know that was sort of the result so now you know it's there's a good backstory there but like when i was reading this i just wasn't really into it because i'm like they're not the real care you know that's not my my peter parker you know which is why I have a problem reading um, Spider-Gwen um, as well, because it's a an alternate timeline. And I'm just kind of like, meh, you know, like, I don't care what happens to them. So it was a hard, it was hard for me to enjoy the story. Okay. See, uh, I like Spider-Gwen, though. Like, I understand your, your rationale, but yeah. I have to respectfully disagree. It's, um, I, it is very engaging. Even if they are alternate reality versions, I, I read a, I did read a recent, blah, 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 uh, a recent issue of it, of Spider Gwen, but I haven't been following it. I just happened to buy one because I like the cover, and okay. um, and I, I read I, it. I, it was I, all right. I get every one. <laughs> it was the, I don't remember what it was, but there's sort of some, you know, I think with the whole Spider Spider Verse, there's a lot of. Um, universe crossover still going on. And I think that's what was going on in that one. And then there's this other book called um, The Clone Conspiracy, and that ties into the multiverse of the Spider-Verse. Did you, have you reading reading that? Is that the Dead No More thing? Or is that yeah, different? Dead More, yeah, Dead No More Clone Conspiracy. Are you getting um, that? Yeah, I, I picked up issue two on that. And, uh, I, I'm kind of into that story. I like it. Um, it's been it's been all right, but I'm I'm sort of on the edge of uh, the Spider-Man stuff right now. Like I, you know, I grabbed these two issues and and was like, oh, I'll just kind of see what's going on. And I think the the Dead No More story hooked me a little bit better hmm. um, than uh, than Renew Your Vows. So the uh, the Jim Chung art. Uh, had me on the fence. Oh, and I okay. think I think it would be one because well, I like it on the fence of actually getting it. Cause I, oh yeah, I, I've disengaged from Spider-Man comics. Outside, oh, I get Spider-Man, Deadpool, so I guess I'm still there, and Spider-Gwen, so I guess I'm just full of it. Um, but the main book, I don't, I don't follow that anymore. Okay. But I figured what I'd do is I'll just, you know, eventually it'll make its way into a, a bargain back issue box. Yeah. And yeah, I can just get at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's sort of like, um, basically, to spoil clone, Dead No More, um, please do. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it appears it's going to be some sort of, you know, quote-unquote zombie outbreak. Oh. Um, hmm. Jackal. The Jackal's found a way to bring people back, but they have to take a certain medicine to keep them around. Otherwise, they turn to ravenous creatures. So 
the Jackal's bringing back pretty much everyone that Spider-Man's ever fought and, and you know, has died. And he's just brought them all back. But uh, um, Kane, one of the, Sp- you know, Kane from the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's in it, too, and he's working with uh, uh, Spider-Gwen to stop uh, Jackal in the Marvel proper. Um, so they're okay. from an alternate universe, and they've come back to try to stop them here. Because in every universe they go to, they, they try to stop them, and they fail, and they've been trying to stop them. And well, that's very Spider-Verse-y. It is very Spider-Verse-y, and, I, and at this point, Peter doesn't really know the whole story yet. So Dan so, Slott's just rewriting his own stories. It seems that way. <laughs> <laughs> so they, um, you know, uh, Kane holds up a poster, and he's like, Peter Parker is the man who destroys the world. So it's something to do with uh, Parker Industries and uh, whatever um, Jack's working on. Uh, oh. It seems to be the, the, the demise of the, the world, so... I feel like I've saved my four dollars. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, it, it's it's Dan Slot, man. He's fun. He writes a fun ride. You know, that's what I. Yeah. Uh, that's what it is. But it, I would say that it's probably retread as well. Like it's like you've probably read more or less read this already. So. Um, yeah, he's good at what he does, but he just keeps. It just got to a point where I was like, ah, I don't do this anymore. <laughs> Well, there you go. Four dollars so, saved. Yeah, I keep trying to cut back the list, and every week I go, it's like twenty, thirty bucks. It's like, what is happening? Like, this yeah. is this is the opposite of what I wanted to be doing. <laughs> like, stop publishing all these really good comics. <laughs> now, have either of you guys read Seven to Eternity? Negative. It's the the new. Uh, Rick Remender and Jerome Pena. You know what? I bought image. it. I bought it and I didn't get to read it yet. But go, go ahead, destroy it because I need to. <laughs> well, that's the thing. <laughs> Tell me I everything. Know. I can't. Because, uh, no, not because I'm like, oh, it, 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 I, you have to read it. I mean, you should read it. I think it's good. Oh, okay. I'm gonna put it this way. I'm not a hundred percent sure what's going on. I've read two issues. Oh. And I'm still, I kind of think I know what's going on, but it's so damn pretty that it doesn't matter. Like yeah, the art, that's... the Jerome Pena art is gorgeous. Like he's doing some next level stuff. Yeah. In this book, now the, it and it's 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 like this. They're both of them, Remender and Opeña, are like. I mean, talk about, you know, you're uh, channeling, like, your pulp science fiction sensibilities. I mean, these guys are doing that. They're, like, they, they've cranked it up to 11 on this one. <laughs> it's because there's, it's, like, science fiction, but there's fantasy elements, and there's mysticism, and, uh, you know, just all these different elements that are you know that they're they're really doing some great world building but it's it's not taking you by the hand and spoon feeding you as well they they kind of they're making you work for it a little bit okay um so yeah it's like maybe read it i think you should read it but i would also understand if like after the first issue you're like Oh, yeah, I'm probably not going to read this anymore. <laughs> okay. Not because it's it's not bad. Um, like, I don't think it's a bad comic, but it's pretty dense. Okay. And um, a lot of themes to it that you can also relate to. Like, there's a, there's a, a really strong theme of uh, family in here. And, um, you know... Uh, surrendering your freedoms um to you know someone who you know promises to keep you safe but but you, you know you're doing so knowing that it's you know it, it's not the best thing for you but you know it's like you know surrendering your freedoms versus you know surrendering your safety things like that uh, yeah. um 
things that you know like people can like topical things yeah things that you can relate to um and like i said the the jerome Payneyard is just it's like beyond like you know just anything i've seen him like he's really it's like he's unlocked another part of his brain that's allowing him to do some really crazy stuff nice <laughs> do you know who's coloring that book uh matt hollingsworth who okay. yes he, he should also get on... like special recognition because the, the the coloring is just lush and gorgeous. It's like these two, like it's almost like you you couldn't have Jerome opinion without Matt Hollingsworth and vice versa. Uh, I'm trying to think. Dean White was a colorist on a lot of those early issues of Uncanny X Force, and that was he was just as vital a component as anyone else on that art team. Mm-hmm. Matt Hollingsworth, that name sounds familiar. I I like the coloring on X on the Uncanny X Force. I feel like it was a little muted though, which was okay. I think appropriate for the story, like for the the tone of the story that Remender was telling. This um, the Matt Hollingsworth colors, um, it, it's it, it's almost like they just jump off the page. I'm just trying to think uh, why the name's ringing a bell. I'm just trying to figure. All right, Tokyo Ghost, maybe I remember him from that. Yeah, I think he's done. I mean, he's done more than that, but that's like some of the right. most recent stuff. I'm on his, his uh, website. But, yeah, like I said, it's, it's – yeah, I mean, you're – well, you're going to go into it now, you know, knowing a little bit more about it but than, than I did when I read it. Um, but, yeah, let's still give it a try. It, it's, like I said, it's it's, it, it's challenging reading, but... Oh, my gosh, he's been around for a long time. His credit, he's, he's almost 50 years old, and his credits are vast. I'll just put it that way. Um, you know, probably colorists they can they can probably fit a lot of work into you know into oh yeah, yeah into their awesome. career. Hmm, good to know. Seven to eternity, right, Scott? Right, Dan? Yeah, seven to eternity. Okay, well, I'll have to dig it I, out I, then. I, and I you know and I don't even know what the title means. <laughs> Two it, issues in, don't know what it means. I have no idea. Don't know what it means. There's, as far as I know, there's no reference to that phrase at all. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um. Another thing I, um, I've read the, so far. I've read three issues of the book um, Glitter Bomb by. Um, I think it's a Jim Zub and art by, um, I'm probably going to butcher this name, Jabril, well, let's see, Jabril Morissette Fawn. Oh, and uh, Scott, uh, lettered by Marshall Dillon. Oh, there you go. I knew I saw it somewhere. Yeah. Um, this is this is an interesting story oh, yeah, so far. It's, it's, it's like a... It's like a Hollywood horror, uh, but not like the glamorous side of Hollywood, like the kind of the uh, the side of Hollywood where you don't, you know, it, it's not entourage. It's it's like you know the people that are C and D list people yeah. in Hollywood, and <laughs> but then there's this horror aspect to it. Um, I, I like. The first issue I had to read a couple times because I, I really it, it didn't hit me right away, and now like three issues in, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of on board with this, and I don't know why. It's it, it's very it's a, it's very unconventional. Um, I don't know why it's called Glitter Bomb at all. <laughs> Again, going back to like like Seven to Eternity, I don't know why that's called that. I don't know if Glitter Bomb means something. If they just like the 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 word glitter bomb uh, it's it does it, it has no bearing on the story it, it 
It has it, there's no reference to anything with glitter or a bomb. <laughs> it's just bizarre. But it's it's you know this um like this D-list actress who was um had a like a a brief role on a like a basically Star Trek like a star or like a like a syndicated science fiction show that has a big fan base but she didn't last very long and she's kind of um you know she's kind of down on her luck and she's got a kid and she's aging a little bit and but she's trying to get back into acting and she has to and she has to um you know she has to read and try out for parts things like that and right. she doesn't get them and she's just having a you know a tough time and she in the first issue, you know, she, she walks into the ocean with, you know, with the intent, I think, of, um, ending her life because she's, she's so despondent. And she come, but she, um, I have trouble remembering now, but basically she comes out of the water infected with something, like something has entered her, like this yeah. demon or creature. And, and so, like, it's 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 like two people inside of her now. It's like her and this creature, and she is. It's, but it's not controlling her. It, it's almost like she's on board with it. It's like she is. Um, she's okay with this, whatever it is, because it's kind of helping her uh, take okay. take steps to get to where she wants to wants to be um like she's slowly making her way back um and it's 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 disturbing sometimes there's a couple of like almost like in every issue there's at least like one really gory scene and the rest of it is just just her trying to make her way through life and it's uh, like i say it it it, it it doesn't like I, I can't think of any book that's out there that's quite like this one right now. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. And the and I, I'm really digging the art. I don't I I don't um I don't know if this is this um, Jabril Morissette Fawn's first work, um, but it I, I guarantee it won't be their last because it's 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 so good. But those are yeah, those are just a couple a uh, couple of the books that stood out to me this week. It's a yeah, I think I mean for me, um, the only other one that I read was Motor Girl, which was like meh. Um, Terry Moore's book, new book. Oh okay, and, I, I was wondering why that sounded familiar. And I I don't know. Hold on, start my. My headphones. Um, <laughs> I, it just seems like a, th a kind of a throwaway idea. Um, this girl, uh, she's a mechanic. She has uh, an ape that helps her fix cars, and she talks to, and it talks. You know, it's like basically normal to have like a friend who's an ape mm -hmm. um, in her world, and. Um, and then, like, an alien crash lands, and they help fix the alien ship, and it flies off. It's all very strange. Um, and I'm just not sure what this book's going to be actually about, because it's very uh, silly. It's a lot sillier hmm. than what uh, Terry Moore usually does. So, um, But, you know, I always buy his stuff for the art. Um, so I'll probably probably keep buying it even though I'm not really sure what I'm reading that's so, what matters yeah thanks for your patrons God yeah I think that's what that might be the general consensus this week it's like pretty pictures <laughs> <laughs> what are we reading <laughs> but uh yeah yeah I don't know I don't know that's that's the only other one like a lot of the stuff I'm just trying to keep up with um, you know my usual my usual books that I read so trying to catch up that's what happens yeah i'm yeah. i'm so far behind i'm it's I, i'm i'm afraid to uh check my box 
to see what's in there. It's uh, yeah. Oh, you know what else <laughs> has been good is um, Batman. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually been pretty good. Um, they're doing a story right now where he's uh, challenging Bane, and uh, Batman enlists the help of Catwoman to break into uh, Bane's, you know, like castle essentially, and um, and the whole thing is to break a guy out so that they can use the guy to save someone else. So, um, but it's. It's been pretty good because it's it's familiar enough where um, you know they they dance around the whole idea of Batman getting his back broken, you know. So it's similar to the movie. It's similar to what happened way back when, um, but they don't really go right out and say because you know because the um, the history is different. So maybe in you know maybe in however DC history is now. Bane never broke Batman's back. I thought um, he did. I thought that was still something they retained. Right, and I'm not sure. Like, reading it, it seemed like he he said, boy, when I was, you know, when I was uh, addicted to the venom, I would have broke you over my knee. But now, you know, I'm not that crazy, so I'll settle for this. And he basically, uh, he does some mm. other move on Batman and knocks him down, you know, and like beats him. And, uh, but Batman's, what able, you mean. Yeah, that's Batman's able to recover, you know, within a few hours. Like Batman's actually able to just get, you know, get himself right. Yeah. Again. In that so, line about like, if, you know, <laughs> so now yeah. Batman is, I haven't read the new issue yet, but he basically kept promising Bane that he's like, Hey, if you don't give me this guy, I'm going to break your back. So I don't know yet. <laughs> I mean, maybe he mm. does. <laughs> I don't know yet. I didn't look. <laughs> but um but yeah, Batman's actually um it's actually been a fun read. Uh it's different than uh what's that guy? Scott Snyder. That, Snyder, yeah. It's different because it's yeah. not so uh circusy, you know. Um Is is it more of a happy Batman? Uh, he he seems a little more grounded. He se- it seems okay. a little more. Um... Well, I think they're telling shorter stories than you know. The, Scott Snyder he played the long game for so you know for almost the entire run. It's like he had a a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah. Planned out. Whereas I feel like here they're they're trying to scale back a little bit and tell chunks of a story. That it, I feel like it, it's the the focus is a little more, you know, let's just have some fun. Whereas you know Scott Snyder, I mean, he's he's got a very strong horror background, and I think that always that always kind of infiltrated his stories, mm. his Batman stories a little. That there were always some dark. Uh, tones to the stories he told. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel think... like I thought that Scott Snyder's stuff was a little more like the Gotham show. Um, you know, a little more uh, amped up um, with the villains. Mm-hmm. Where I think this this version of Batman we're seeing right now in the comic is a little more grounded. A little, maybe more of a you know, more prepared, you know. What? Well, um, I, 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 I think they're playing determined. more with, n- maybe not as much as they do in Detective Comics, but I feel like we're seeing a lot more of the extended Bat family in Batman. Yeah. Whereas, um, you know, in, in Snyder's run, it was, you know, he you'd see someone every once in a while, but for the most part, he was a, like a, you know, a, a solo act and well yeah i mean in snyder's run they basically uh put the whole bat family at odds um that everybody was like i don't know if i trust batman anymore so they wouldn't really they weren't really around they're like we got our own right. stuff to deal with well hence, i mean hence that that you know the the storyline the death of the family yeah i mean that's that yeah. was the that, that was the joker's uh big you know his finale or his you know his his 
you know, his big blowout was to um, not kill Batman, but to kill his, you know, his his relationship with with his family. Right. I've just been reading the uh, All Star Batman, and uh, it's not bad. It's not great either. Um, that's the one that is by Snyder still. Yeah, I bounced John back. Ramita. Yeah, and I bounced back and forth between the two books because I really just want to read one of them. And I, I went back to All Star, and I wasn't really sure what was going on, so I just kind of. I kind of bounced back out of it, you know, like I bought like the first two issues and just was like, man, um, I guess maybe I needed something different too. So I don't know. Um, but I, I really like the Scott Snyder run of new 52. So, um, but yeah, maybe I just need a new take on, uh, the Cape Crusader. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, I feel the same way. And, after um, reading some of Tom King's work and other books and other you know he, stuff he's done at Marvel, and I was excited to see what he was going to bring to Batman, and so far he hasn't you know definitely hasn't disappointed. Yeah. Um, Dan, are you reading uh, Detective? You I said? am. I'm I'm probably a couple issues behind at this point, but. Is it? How is it? Because I've heard it was. I've heard that it is great. It is definitely great. Okay. It's probably. It's probably the best Batman book that's out. Even better than Batman. Okay. Wow. See, I've heard that from other people. Yeah, but I didn't and know if I should believe. I was it. the same way. I was. I kept hearing it from other people. So finally, I just. I was at the store one day and I. I picked up like five or six issues like you know i to get caught up and man i sat down and i i tore through them oh I, okay i could not it was that good i just kept reading i'm like wow they people were not lying this is mm -hmm. really good storytelling all right it was fun and and it, it, you know and, and and what they're doing as far as the team that they've assembled um with the you know like with you've got the veterans of Batman and Batwoman, and then you've got the, uh, Spoiler and Robin, or I'm sorry, Red Robin, which is still <laughs> stupid, and um, Clayface. Oh yeah, that's right. And then you've got um, the Cassandra Kane character that they brought her back, but she goes by the name Orphan. Mm. And uh, I feel like there's someone else, but I'm blanking on it. But but they're you know they're like a uh, Batwoman is basically playing the role of uh, drill sergeant and putting them through their paces. And, you know, uh, I mean, you've got Clayface, who's who's never, you know, th this is his, uh, you know, he's trying to be it, just a, he's good, guy. To be a like, good guy. Yeah. You know, this is all new for him. And then you've got some of the other characters that are like, well, we've been around. We know what we're doing, but, you know, but. Now they're trying to work as a cohesive unit, you know, as a team. And, um, yeah, just really good stuff. I would, yeah, if if, if you have All the right. opportunity, I would definitely pick up the, you know. Maybe on Saturday I'll look for it. There you go. All right. Cool, yeah, I was kind of curious about that, about your, your expert opinion on that one, so. Mm hmm yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised at um, at, at what they're doing with Detective Comics because to me that was always, you know, I mean, I, I I read Detective back in the day, but that always felt like it was the, you know, like the the lesser of the Bat books. Right. You know, it was like it was always Batman and then maybe Detective Comics. Right. But no, I'll tell you, the Detective now is giving Batman a run for its money. Okay. All right. Well, there it is. There it is. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, well, well I, I think I am. Um, About that time? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, we didn't really give a proper opening, but this was 
<laughs> Comic Book Pit 237. And uh, and perhaps uh, I'll go ahead and I'll, maybe later on I'll make some sort of intro. <laughs> but <laughs> Longest port open ever. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> now, now, all right. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about... Um, <laughs> it's like those comic books that put the credits on the last page. Exactly. Yeah. Splash page, final panel. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so this has been episode 237. Uh, I'm Dan. And I'm the Duke. I'm Jared. And we will see you next week. Uh, well, actually, maybe not. Next week is Thanksgiving. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, maybe unless we do, unless we do, well, we'll, we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll have an early episode. If not, then we'll see you in two weeks. We'll talk. Yeah. Yeah. Like-